Good morning, everyone. I wonder how many of you are just like me. And when you get on holiday, even though you're on holiday and you know you should be resting, you cannot help yourself but set yourself a project. It's like you get on holiday and it's like, okay, now what am I going to achieve? What's my goal? Now, some of you are looking at me and thinking, that is not me at all. And there are others of you that are looking at me with that knowing look. And they're like, ah, yes, one of us. Well, Joe and I actually had a, a mutual project this holiday. And our project was to get our three-year-old son, Joshy, into the sea. He was afraid of the sea, the waves come in, he did not like, and our project was to get him to love the sea. And we spent a week in Scarborough a few weeks ago, and on the last five minutes of our last day at the beach, this happened. Project achieved. <laughs> And what happened after this moment is that our last five minutes turned into our last half an hour because Joshua got so excited and he kept running in a little bit further and a little bit further and I, as his dad, kept holding his hand and as I was running in with him, I kept saying to him, come a little deeper, just come a little deeper, come a little deeper. And it was one of those moments, I don't know if you've ever had this, when your own words catch you. And it's like God, God suddenly uses your own words against you. And you realize that the words that you've spoken are actually the words that your Father in heaven is saying to you. Come a little deeper. Come a little deeper. Come a little deeper. And it's this, this, this idea of the deep. It's like you see it all the way through the Bible. It's like one of those echoes. It's like deep, 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 deep. Like this constant invitation that's also kind of a command that Jesus says, come deep. Don't stay in the shallows, come deep. But the question is, what's he talking about? Like, is Jesus basically trying to ensure that we all just have a great time at the beach? Now, I think that Jesus does care about having a great time at the beach. I'm a firm, firm beach advocate. Many of you will have been to the beach on the holiday. Again, I'm getting some knowing nods. It's like, ah, beach person, you're one of us. But is that just what Jesus is talking about? No. What he's talking about is life. He's talking about don't, don't have a shallow life. Live a deep life. Live in the depths with me. Live in the deep. In all of your life, live in the deep. But what is the shallow life? What is it that Jesus wants to invite us out of and to go a little bit deeper? Because let's face it, when it's a hot day and you step into the shallows, it feels awesome. Like, who in the heat wave just sat there with their feet in a bucket of ice water for the whole time? Like, that was me in the paddling pool, just sitting there. Why not stay in the shallows? And it's because I think this is what the shallow life can look like. When I know I'm living in the shallows, I'm hurried. It looks like me when I'm just going from job to job to job to job to job. 
It, when we used to, I used to work as a nurse, and we had this little term when somebody was hurrying. We said, they're moving very quickly, and they're achieving very little. Like, that, that is me in the shallow place. Ironically, even though I'm doing so much stuff, I'm actually really bored. There's this restlessness in my heart and my soul that just means that I can't actually settle to anything. And I'm just, I'm really bored. And so I start to look for ways to escape. I'm really prone in the shallow place to escapism and to comfort. You know that little bar of temptation that comes up at the end of an episode on Netflix or BBC iPlayer? It's that one. It's in the bottom right-hand corner, and it's a little bar that just says you have five seconds until the next one starts. And I know, I've, I've started to refer to it as like, that's the bar of escapism, just sort of slowly creeping up. And I know that if I just let that next episode roll on, and I don't think, and I don't stop in that moment and say, What's going on in my heart? Like, if I just say, like, you know, you just take me wherever you want to take me, BBC player, I know that there's something in my heart that says, why am I in a shallow place right now? Why am I seeking to escape? And I, if, if, you, if you resonate with any of these, these kind of ideas, these any sort of notions, if these words would describe your life, there is no judgment here. This, I didn't get this list from Wikipedia. This is my list. This is what I know I'm like. I know I get self-conscious. I know it's just this jittery place. And yet actually there's an invitation from God to me in this season and I think to us to say whatever your list is, come a little deeper. Come a little deeper. Because Jesus died to give us a better way of living. He did not die so that we could dip our toe in God's presence. He died so that we could have it all. He died so that you might know in your head, your heart, your body, and every single bit of you that you are loved. That you are deeply loved. That it's not an adjective to describe a part of you. It is a noun that defines you. That you are completely loved. You are created. You were made with a design and a purpose. That even your deepest brokenness, he accepts you and he loves you. And there is forgiveness available to you. Even as the lyrics of that song we were singing today, I would sort of rift off in my indescribable, you see the depths of my heart and you love me the same. You are amazing, God. You're amazing. How do you love me that way? How is it that you are now ruling and reigning over all things and you have sent your Holy Spirit to be your personal presence so that in every moment I can know your arm around me? doesn't matter what I'm facing and how is it that you are going to come back, that you are going to make everything new and that I will walk for eternity through all of creation saying, how is it you restored that? How is it you made that beautiful? That's what God invites us to live in. It's our love. It's what he's saying about the world. He's saying, come deep into these truths. Come deep into relationship with me. These are truths that don't, we don't hold to these things. They hold us. 
It's like when we go into the deep and suddenly you're swimming and you know when that wave comes that's a little bit too deep and too big for you and you're like, oh, I was doing well, but then suddenly it comes and you're like, whoa! That's what these things can be like in our lives. That actually, oh gosh, I'm facing something that's so much bigger than I am, but then suddenly this truth picks you up and it carries you, it moves you in a way that is so rich so powerful. God invites us out of the shallows to live a deep life with him. But what is the fruit of a deep life? What does a deep life produce in the world around us? Because in the shallow place, what I realize is that the world shapes me more than I shape the world. BBC News affects me more than I start interpreting BBC News and praying about BBC News. And those stories, it's the anxiety begins to affect me more than actually it's coming towards me. I'm saying, okay, how am I to respond to it? Whereas these things, the way that God wants to live us, what he wants to give to us is to say, I am deep and I'm rooted that even when there are wars and rumors of wars and the money in my wallet is becoming less and less valuable by the minute, actually I am looking at that through Jesus. I have his love in my heart. I know I don't need to worry. I know he's got me. I know he's my provider. So what does a deep life look like? Let's go to Ezekiel. What does he say? He says in this picture, and this this picture is a life verse for me. I wonder if it is for you. We've come back to this verse again and again as a church. This image of a river of God's presence coming out from the temple, getting deeper and deeper with every step. And if you identify with that shallow place, often I've found that going out into the deep just starts with a little trickle. It starts with the trickle that then you step into hope, step by step by step. But the end result, as you step into hope, step by step by step, as it gets deeper and deeper and deeper, the writer of Ezekiel, seeing this image going out and suddenly it's this river, he says, even the most dead places become places of life. Even the worst parts become places of fruit, places of joy, places of peace, places of healing. Because it says in Ezekiel, these these words, I can't even remember which verses I went for. There's a lot. This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. And fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit, because the water of the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food, and their leaves for healing. The fruit of the deep life is joy and hope and peace and excitement and bountiful good things, all the good stuff, the good life in every season, even when it's winter, even when there's less in your wallet, even when there's, even when your relationships fall apart, 
even when all your visions and dreams died, even when all of that is gone, you can know joy and you can know hope and you can know peace and it can produce transformation not just for you but for the world around you. It is the fruit of a deep life that actually you begin to change the world around you. Because let's not, let's not play games. What I'm not talking about is the self-actualization thing. Like, oh, come deep into God and you will live all your dreams and everything you hoped that you would be in life, you can have. You will be that amazing singer and you will be the best actor and you will have all that money. No, that isn't what Jesus promised. He actually tells us to expect the opposite. Come deep and you'll lose everything. As Luke was praying, come deep and be uncomfortable. Come deep and be cold. You might have spotted in that little picture of me and Joshy, I was wearing a jumper as well as swimming shorts. The North Sea is cold. Come deep and be uncomfortable, but come deep and be free. Come deep and allow the fruit of a free life to fill every bit of your life and the lives of those around you. Give away the fantasy of who you think you could be and receive who God says you are because who God says you are is better than who you think you could be without him. You will live better and you will live freer and you will live truer. You will have purpose. There was a great, I don't know why this is coming to mind, but there was a preacher who once said, my ambition in life is not to fulfill my potential. My ambition in life is to fulfill my purpose. You were made for purpose. And God's desire and his calling is saying, come deep so that you can achieve what God has given you and set you and made you and put you on the earth to do. Do that. Don't do you. He will give you you. Just the better you, you can't get to alone. That's the fruit of a deep life. But how do we get there? How do we get to be the people that step by step just keep going, just keep going, keep going deeper, keep going a little bit further, come a little further, come a little deeper. How do we do it? It's that really awkward moment when you've run into the sea and it's always Joe who shouts to me as I'm knee deep in the water, John, is your phone in your pocket? John, is your wallet in your pocket? It's a really bad moment. And then you're like, yes. Do you want to take it out of your pocket now? Yes. We've got to empty our pockets. Get rid of the distractions and get rid of this. I mean, I'll pick this up. I mean, it's losing its value by the minute anyway. So we might as well give it to him because he has a lot more than this is. So we might as well empty our pockets and go for a swim because he'll only kind of break them if we keep them. If you try going deep with God in those in your pockets, he'll start telling you things about them. And he'll start asking you to give it away anyway, so you might as well give it away at the start. 
And you might as well get rid of the distractions that you know are distractions, because you'll only break them. And actually what I feel burning in my heart to say this morning is, is that the invitation to go deep into the presence of God, into this river of his presence flowing out, it is an invitation into Jesus. It is not, the presence of God is not this kind of abstract like thing. It, it, it can feel that way because we, we lack a language to describe how are you having a deep personal conversation with Jesus at the same time that I am, at the same time as you are, at the same time as that person over there is, at the same time as they are in Argentina. Like how, how we lack this language and, we, we, and so we use this word presence. But actually what, what we're really talking about is going deeper into Jesus. That your relationship with Jesus, step deeper into that. Your, your connection with him, the amount that you trust him, the amount that you rely on him, the amount that you depend on him for every breath, step into that. And so uh, there's, there's three areas that are kind of, I, I feel kind of on my heart to share with you um, this morning. And the first is identity. Come a little deeper into your identity in God. Come a little deeper into who God says you are. And one way I've, I've begun to do this in over the last sort of month or so, um, many of us have been doing a rhythm for a little while of setting an alarm on our phones at midday and praying the Lord's Prayer. And if you have never done that before, I really encourage you to do it because there's something quite jarring about when your phone goes off at midday every day and you're like, oh yes, I will pray now. But something I've started doing is praying the Lord's Prayer first thing in the morning. Literally almost is one of the first things I do when I wake up. I get up, I make myself a cup of coffee, I put my AirPods in, I listen to some worship and then I say the words, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And with those words, I'm reminding my soul, I have a father. I have a father. I have less today than I did yesterday, but I have a father. I belong. I have a family. I belong as one of his children. And my father is in heaven. He's he's. He's not distant, but he's very different. He sees things differently to me. Hallowed be your name. This day is not my day to go on a personal quest for fulfillment. This day is a day for you to be holy and for you to be seen, for you to be the special one. And actually, I've started, I'm going to mix around my my little order. Intentionality. One of the things, um, lots of you will know Joshua is our firstborn, but we have a secondborn, Levi, who was born in December. And so the first half of this year has been that newborn phase when it's like, is it day? Is it night? All I know is I've been awake in all of it and I'm really tired. Like that, that's just been the world. And God has met us in, in, in incredible ways when the rhythms just 
are non-existent. There is no rhythm. The baby is the rhythm, and the baby sets the pace. But actually, as sleep just began to sort of settle down a bit, and there was an opportunity for sleep, and sleep was tempting, and it was rich, and it was good, actually, I felt God say, get out of bed that little bit earlier. Just that little bit earlier in the day, get out of bed. Because I began to notice the cracks. I began to realize, oh, wait a minute, I, I'm not in this season. I need, to, I need to go a bit deeper. I need to put down some foundations. And my days are getting shaky. And it's like that moment, I don't know if any of you do DIY, but it's like when you're doing, um, when you're doing a cut, and it's like you've got your plank of wood and you're trying to do a cut, and the hardest cut is the first one. It's like you can't just start doing your stroke. You have to put it in and pull the saw back. It's like the hardest stroke is your first one. And once the first stroke's in, you've got the root. And then you just keep soaring. And it's easy and you're in your rhythm. And that's how I find the day. It's like if I get, if the first thing I do, worship. Our Father in heaven. I've got my root. The rest of the day, Joshua's awake and he's shouting at me and he's screaming and he's going, Daddy, I want to get my breakfast. Our Father in heaven. (laughs) Our Father in heaven. The rhythm's there. Carry on going. Intentionality. And I just encourage you, I don't say those things to say like, now this is your rhythm. Do this. I say it more to say that you have a father My father is our father, which means that he's your father. And your father has rhythms for you. And he has ways that he wants to take you deep. And that's my greatest encouragement to you. And in fact, I'll even set it as homework. Your homework when you go home this afternoon is spend, take five minutes, ten minutes. Okay, God, what's my intentional rhythm in this season? What's going to take me deeper in this season? Um, but the final thing that I want to, to say and, and where I want to land was a moment when Joshua and I were going into the sea together. And, um, and he, was, he was loving it. By the end of it, he was just like, yes, he's a child of the sea now. But he, he was going in, but he got to a point where, bless him, like the waves were like fully hitting his chest. And he was like, whoa, I can't do it, I can't do it. But I could see in his eyes he wanted to go deeper. And he looked at me and I stopped with him and I said to him, Joshy, do you want me to carry you deeper? And he just looked at me and he said, yes, daddy, yes, daddy. So I picked him up and I carried him in together. And we enjoyed this moment when we're both freezing and we're both in the deeps and we're both being shaken by the waves. And I'm holding my son close to me and I'm saying, let's do this together. And I feel like for us, there are going to be some, and actually, this, let's not make the mistake that going deep is a result of our own effort. We go deep when we go to the Father and say, I've come as deep as I can go in my own strength. Now will you carry me deeper? Will you take me deeper? Here I am. 
would you pick me up this morning? Take me deeper into you. Show me a bit more. Show me a bit more of what you're like. Shall we stand?